Let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. Welcome to Opinions, and this week we're um, back at Licorice in, in Shenfield, oh, aren't we? Our, yeah. our new recording studio. One of our recording studios. One of our many recording <laughs> studios that we've got dotted around Essex, and we're joined by a guest this week, um, Johnny from Beer Frontiers. Welcome to Opinions. Hi guys, how you doing? Very well, thank you. Yourself? Excellent, yeah, not too bad. Nice bit in lovely Shenfield. I must admit, I didn't know where it first was when I was uh, invited to the show, but I'm here and we're all good. There, there you go. It's the uh, it's it's probably the main junction in Essex, isn't it, for for, for the railway? Yeah, because it's where it splits off down the south end, and we carry it up to Colchester and Norwich. Yeah. So it's a quite a convenient spot. Yeah, yeah, one for the train nerds there. Yes, they're <laughs> also listening to the show. Um, and Johnny, you're you're here to join us this week. To, we're going to be chatting about um, social media and, yes. and beer in, Indeed, in a while. Yeah. Um, but as we always do, we've got beer in glass. Yep. Um, we're starting off this week with uh, running with Scepters from Gloucester and Grounded, which is a special lager beer, um, it says on the label. Um, what, what, what are our thoughts of this? We've been sipping it for a few minutes now. I haven't really given much consideration straight away, so I'll let someone else dive in. <laughs> I mean, Lost and Grounded for me were one of my kind of best finds of this year where, you know, I, I remember seeing them in one of my local pubs. I mean, I heard bits and pieces about them. I'd heard that, you know, one of the members from Camden, Alex, had gone and started his own brewery and I remember hearing really good things. Tried the first pint of this and it's just brilliant. You know, the guy just makes really crisp, clean laggers and that's as I want this is. This is a crisp, clean lager. Yeah. And I couldn't think of anything better to be drinking. It's, it's, got, it's got bags of flavour yep. as, as well, hasn't it? To this. There's like a bit of a, almost kind of bit of, bit of caramel feel to it. It's got a quite a good malty backbone, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. For a lager. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that come, sort of comes through in the colour as well, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. The colour's quite dark for a lager. Yeah, a lot darker than you expect. Yeah. I mean, we were all a bit like, oh, when we poured it out, it was really dark. But yeah, beautiful. Just a little bit, delicious. Little bit of sweetness on it. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's very tasty. It's, it's, it's exceptional. Nice flavour. Yeah, yeah. I'm a... Uh, Looking forward to enjoying this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, now, Johnny, let's um, g- give the li- listeners a bit of an intro to, to who you are and, 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 and what you do. So it's uh, it's over to you, really. Yeah. To, oh, thank you. To, it's, it's the elevator pitch, I suppose. <laughs> um, Got 30 to, seconds. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself, mate. Okay, so I'm Johnny. Um, I've been working in social media for the last, oh God, about five plus years now, which you consider the kind of age of social media. That's a fairly long time for the actual medium itself. Um, I previously used to work at Brewdog, um, so obviously quite a well-versed social media brewery, um, and I am now no longer in the beer industry, unfortunately. Everyone, oh. Oh. Um, So when I um, left the beer industry, I kind of thought I really wanted to remain a part of it, so I started my Beer Frontiers blog, um, which I'm currently just posting maybe two, three times a month on now, just kind of giving reviews and kind of my opinions on what's going on in beer at the moment. And as well as that, just the, the one thing I kind of set out to do at the start of the year was I thought, I need a New Year's resolution and one I'm actually going to stick to. So my New Year's resolution was the 500 Beers Challenge, which is drinking 500 different beers this year, at least a third, because it'd probably be pretty easy if we just did samples. And I thought, yep, let's go from there. 500 different beers, that'll widen my palate a bit. I have been drinking a lot more IPAs, <laughs> which didn't really do the initial job I was meant to do. But I mean, it's it's great blog content for me, and it's just a great way to kind of 
kind of chronicle what I've been drinking as well, which I think is really, really interesting to look back at. I mean, I think I'll look back at the end of the year, maybe do a little infographic and put that on the blog just to show styles and, you know, which uh, which beer shops have probably benefited the most from this challenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how far into the challenge are you then? I've just hit 400, so I'm nearly there. Um, okay. Yeah, three quarters of the way through Yeah, the and we're, yeah, yeah, pretty much there. So, oh, good. Yeah. I, I reckon you'll put it now. I'd, I'd hope so. I'd hope so. I'm, I'm confident. Yes, I've also I'll be going back home from out of London um, around Christmas time back back home to Scotland. Um, town I'm from, there's not a great craft beer selection, so I've decided I'm going to leave the likes of Tenants and Carling and Stella to the very end, just in case. It's just new, in case. Just in case. It's New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, eleven fifty nine. I need something. It's like, ah, uh, yeah. uh, special. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Finish it. Yeah, I assume you won't be able to order a third of that though. No, <laughs> probably not on New Year's Eve. <laughs> so, so four hundred beers in. Mm-hmm. What's been, what, what, what's been your real? Is there one beer that's been a real standout from? 400 of them. There's been so many really good ones. The main standouts have mainly been stuffed by um, Clyde Water, to be perfectly honest. I mean, they're just nailing everything they do this year. Absolutely perfection. Um, Wild Beer Co's Millionaire is probably one of the favourites as well. And funnily enough, um, one of the beers, I've not I managed to actually count it on the list, but one of the beers slash drinks that I had at the uh, Beaver Town Experience last extra Beaver Town Experience Beaver Town Extravaganza so is that a new ride there? yeah right? exactly <laughs> <laughs> Beaver Town Extravaganza which is actually a banana cider uh, by Slim Pickens I did now, see you write now, about that oh, oh no, no. You, you do that you do that it was fantastic it was not what I expected at all it wasn't like your kind of Copperberg, sweet too sickly. It was just nailed perfectly. And if you see it, I'd recommend no, it. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> one. I'm, I don't drink cider. If I, if I see it, I would love to see Steve have it. If I'm being absolutely honest. Secondly, the thought of banana in anything other than its in its raw format <laughs> just makes me cringe. It's uh, yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of either of those things. Even banoffee pie? No, I don't. I'm not a fan of pie. Absolutely, no, it's not yeah. one of my favourites. <laughs> um, so you mentioned there you was at the Beaver Town Extravaganza, um, yep. which is which is something we haven't featured on on the show at all because <clears throat> ne- neither well, we of didn't us go. Went. We, we we didn't go, and you know we saw a lot of the comments on social media over that weekend. There was just as much negative stuff as sure. there was positive stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're the first person that I spoke to that actually went. To, to it so give us give us your your, your thoughts of, of the event from a punter's point of view of course yep so I went on the Saturday um, and we were pretty much just straight in the door you know no hanging about it was about a 5-10 minute queue which we went and got some food food selection brilliant had some halloumi fries can't really argue with that halloumi fries great um, nice. and you know when we got in fair enough you know there was queues for the likes of other half on the polo the breweries you expect, Trillium, the breweries you expect are going to have big queues. But saying that, you know, while these breweries have big queues, the likes of Modern Times, Pete Support, hardly anyone there. So you go straight in, get yourself a fantastic beer, you know, UK breweries as well, fairly limited queues for all them, perfect. You know, there's a lot of talk of, you know, big long queues and fair enough, if you're going to be in the queue for Trillium, you know what you're getting in for. The other kind of criticism I found of the event was that kegs obviously kicked at certain points and some people say they kick quite early but again if you're having these very hype unicorn breweries there they're always going to be popular there's only a certain amount of beer they bring in and the kegs are going to kick 
we think about it as well, it's also the first time that Beaver Town have run an event to this sort of level. So there's obviously going to be some stuff that doesn't go 100% perfectly, but you know, from everyone I spoke to there, all my friends I went with, everyone just had a really awesome time. You know, I probably tried 30 plus, you know, 100 milliliters of beer. So absolutely fantastic. And I didn't have a bad beer. Looking back, I'm untapped. I don't think I gave anything less than a 3.75. So just pretty, uh, that's, that's pretty high. So that's pretty good. high. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. So, so did you count all of those beers in your 400 beers? I or? did not because they were less than a third. So oh, I know, I know. So they're just there for my memories as opposed to anything else. So, so I, I might have allowed that technicality, <laughs> possibly, that you've actually, you've actually paid for that measure. Yeah, yeah that's true. In, in each one. So, so overall, you thought that the event was, was, was a great event? Yep, fantastic. I can't wait until next year. Interesting. It's, it's, it's I mean, I've only spoken to one other person who went. It was a guy from work who yeah. is into his beer, but not really yeah. circulates in the same sort of scene as perhaps we do at times. And he, he, he said he enjoyed it. He went on the Friday. He left. Uh, he took a half down the Friday to get over there for when it opened on the Friday evening. Echoed some of your thoughts. There were queues, but he said I was sort of prepared for that. So I think he queued with a beer. Yeah. Again. Yeah, and, and I think yeah. that's the thing. If you're gonna if you're gonna go for these big beers. You're gonna expect there to be a queue, so actually, why not exactly. almost not worry about them and go and enjoy the, the, and the hundreds of other beers? Even then, a lot of people are doing that. They're going to somewhere where there's not a queue, grabbing a beer, which is obviously a really good beer, and then queuing. So you're queuing with yeah, the beer yeah. by the time you're then in the queue, finish your beer. I had a friend as well, similar to you, kind of. She likes beer, but she's not like massive, yeah. you know, craft diehard. Um, she tried the Counter Magic by Modern Times, which is you know one of their hazy IPAs, and. She was just turned to me and was like, "This is fantastic! Like, I can see why you love this sort of beer so much. So, you know, if it's going to do that sort of thing, then brilliant! You know, more power to them." It'll be interesting because I suppose if it, if, if they run the event next year, which assuming based on the success that they do this from this year, they run it again. Yeah. If those queues will have moved to different breweries next yeah. year, yeah, yeah, they're they're like a different so, yeah. flavour of the month almost. What people are queuing up for? Twelve yeah. months is a long time in craft beer these yeah. days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. when you when you said that there was no queue for modern times, we were yeah. amazed. We, we were gobsmacked yeah. because yeah. it was like they, they make amazing beer, but they don't make the beer that everybody wants to drink at the moment, which is kind of cloudy, juicy IPAs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, what do you see over here? You see Blazing Wild, you see Loma Land, um, Juanita, the, I assume that's how you say it, Juanita. Um, just brilliant, brilliant examples of the style. And yeah, I remember trying them at um, the Bruder GM a couple of years back and just mind-blowing, just yeah. fantastic beer. I mean, it's just a different, it's a model that I, I still have problems with because I like the social aspects of beer festivals. Mm-hmm. And unless you're going around in twos or threes and you're going to have the same beers all the time, mm-hmm. I always feel with the small pours, I'm sort of going to lose the social interaction. Yeah. And that's still a bit of a bugbear for me. But I have to. I pay this all-in ticket to have small pause. When mm-hmm. sometimes I might want a third of the beer yeah. and just stop. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, I wonder uh, if there's a market for a can bar or bottle bar where you just grab something, sit down with it. Yeah, for that. That that's probably the thing for me. Is that's that's the thing why I, the all-in ticket ones aren't really for me. And with some other festivals, I say LCBF and now Indie Man, you can only get. I think. I think 100 mils is LCBF now as well. London Craft Beer uh, Festival yeah. is 100 as well. And Indie Man's a third, isn't it? Indie Man's a third, yeah. And there are some beers which quite... I should better have a half. It's, you know, it's a 4% session IPA. Sure. I should better have, have a half. If I want to have a half and just sit down and have a chat. Because even a third goes fairly quickly. Yeah, well, that's on the way back up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it, I mean, it's, it's nice to hear the positive. Because on, on social media, what I seem to read was it was either negative or people really coming out 
mega positive. It wasn't sort of like it was, grounded in between. It was really strange because watching it from a distance over that weekend, there was this whole swathe of negativity about it on the yeah. first evening where people were moaning about the queues, kegs kicking, toilets. It seemed as though people were moaning about everything. And then that was followed very swiftly the following morning by a lot of people coming out with yeah. the positives mm-hmm. and a lot of the breweries as well coming out with the positives. And then it just seemed to balance out yeah. over the weekend. And then all the stuff I've seen <laughs> since has been positive yeah. uh, about it. And that, that lends itself so nicely to tonight's discussion, yeah, sure. which, is, which is why, obviously, why, why we invited you on, onto this show this mm-hmm. week, Johnny, be, being a, a, a social media expert or, or, or guru or <laughs> however you want to be labelled. It was an added bonus you went to Beaver Town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it, it gives us an opportunity to talk about that. Yeah. And, and the beers that we're going to be drinking tonight, we've selected based on their, either the presence of the brewery on, mm-hmm. on social media. Mm-hmm. Which um, would definitely be one for Lost and Grounded absolutely. over the last year to 18 months, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, they, were all, just, they were pretty good on social media before the beers turned up. Yeah, abs- at, well, that's it. That, they almost had a nine-month lead-in period of just social media in without producing any beer. Yeah, There was that pre-built excitement from them. And as I've said, people were like, oh, it's, it's Alex and Camden. Yeah. Makes great laggers. This is going to be really good. And that build hype. Yeah. Brilliant. So that's, that's the beer we're starting with. We're going to move on um, a bit later to, to, to a Magic Rock beer. We're going to be drinking Salty Kiss this evening. Um, that's because... probably not the Magic Rock beer people mm-hmm. expecting no. you to say. No, no, <laughs> they, they would have heard Magic, Magic Rock and everyone would have been rolling their eyes going, really? I wonder where it's going to be. Steve drinking Cannonball again. Um, because obviously, and we'll come on to it in the news, Magic Rock have very much been all over social media this yeah. week. Uh, and then we're going to be finishing off with uh, a Brew by Numbers Coffee Porter, which was the beer that they poured at the recent Uppers and Downers Festival, um, which again is something that certainly for the couple of days after, you couldn't move on Twitter without somebody <laughs> mentioning yeah. up, Uppers and Downers. So we'll, we'll come on to that a, a little bit later. Um, let's, let's just come back in um, to, to what we've been up to th- this week. I think this might be quite... This will be quite quick for you and I. Um, I think we're both turning into Mark, aren't we? I, I, I very much am. I haven't been out again. I've, I've just drunk all the beer in my fridge. I mean, I was supposed to be out last Tuesday for the um, the Adnams uh, Cigar City collaboration at the Nichol- Nicholson's Showcase. Oh, yeah, yeah. Over at uh, the Coal Hole. Uh, but the day job got in the way. Um, and I ended up working at home to about 11 o'clock in the evening that oh, night. Oh, a shame. Um, but well, it was a shame for me, but apparently um, Justin, a guest on the show a couple of weeks yeah. ago, it sounds like he drank my share. Well, it sounds like Justin and Matt, who were both on yeah. the show a few weeks back, did their best to empty that small wooden, wooden barrel of the, the, the beer yeah. single-handedly. Justin did say he had a bit of a sore head on the yeah. Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that was a missed event. Um, but I haven't really done, I've had some nice beers at home, and mainly they've been old favourites. I've gone back to things in the cupboard and things in the fridge. Yeah. Just had a few nights in drinking beer. I um I revisited the Adnams both barrels uh, at the weekend. Oh yeah, and what did you think? It's the first time I've had it. I, I checked back on Untapped, and the last time I had it was when we did it at the end of season two. Yes. So it would have been, okay. been six months ago. So yeah. six months on, and it's all about the cherries. Yeah. Now, now it's it, it's the cherries that really dominate that beer, and it's taken on a bit of a sour edge to it as well because of it. 
Um, it's kind of moved on from being that sort of like barrel aged broadside and it's just become this sort of cherry sour monster. <laughs> the ch- Still really nice though. The cherry really comes out, doesn't it? The cherry really comes through. Even on the nose, it's just it just comes through. And I've got I've still got another two bottles of that tucked away in the back back of the cellar, so I might do another one in six months and then another six months on. Yeah, I think I've got one I, I had it at that meet the brewer. Yeah. With the double go ship. And I can't remember now whether it was new batch or previous batch. I'd have to have a look at our yeah. tapped. But it was tasting very nice that night. Well, I enjoyed it. Cake. Enjoyed it at the weekend. And um, Ed from Adnams jumped on as, as well when he saw that I checked in. He said, "There's a new batch being brewed for next year, uh, and that this one, this new batch, is tasting more whiny." Oh, wow. so, okay, interesting. Yeah, looking looking forward to because uh, the triple knocks out again, isn't it? Yeah, as well. Yeah, I saw that. They're, they're obviously going to be become two. And, and your releases. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. I did mention to Carl when he's going past the Adam shop to <laughs> pop in for me. Yeah. <laughs> Pick some up. Johnny, <laughs> um, what about yourself? Any, any real standout beers or, or anything you've been up to in the last yeah, couple of weeks? Yeah, I mean, um, apart from the Beavertown Extravaganza, which I already talked about, obviously, um, I had a family member down from Scotland, so we kind of took a wee tour around um, southwest London. Um, I had a couple of beers around there, so probably standout there was the, the Modern Times Juanita. We had a wee brought beer in Ballum, mm-hmm. which if you haven't been, fantastic bottle shop. There's one in Clapham Junction and there's one in Tooting as well, so it kind of really services southwest London. Um, as well as that, I had a visit to the Cock Tavern and Clapton Craft on Friday, that was. And yeah, uh, Pine of Sirens Liquid Mistress, which is just a fantastic beer and just tasty. Yeah, you've loved that this yeah. year as well. That Liquid Mistress, yeah. fantastic. Absolutely really enjoyed it. One. And I'm still kind of saving my beery pennies at the moment though, because I'm off to New York next week. So very much looking forward to visiting a whole load of bars and breweries out there. I've actually booked my um, Airbnb to be in good proximity to the other half. So uh, I will be <laughs> probably there every day. So I you'll be talking up on your thirds. Precisely. <laughs> That's when, when, when you're planning centres around your beer drinking, yeah. that's <laughs> when maybe you know you've got a problem. <laughs> Great stuff. Um, so let's let's jump into, um, I was going to say let's jump into the news, but looking at everybody's glasses, I'm, I'm thinking let's uh, let's have a final thought on the, 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 the running receptors from Boston Grounded. Oh, I think the fact that we've, well, one, one's gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and uh, we're, we're almost done here as well. I mean, yeah. It's just very drinkable. It's incredibly drinkable. I mean, you could properly session that, couldn't you? What strength yeah. is that one? 5.2. That's all right. Maybe yeah. not. Massively <laughs> session it, but you could have a few of them, couldn't you? Mm, I mean, yeah. it's, it's so easy to drink. Yeah. Could definitely. Bags of flavour in that as well. Could definitely go a pint of that without even thinking about yeah. it. It's just yeah. beautiful. Beautifully made, crisp, precise, clean. I've had a few lost and grounded recently because my girlfriend Michelle's sort of fall in love with them so she sort of buys them when she sees them mm-hmm. and I think they're churning out some really good stuff yeah. I mean really unique artwork as well I mean you wouldn't really see that in any other beers it's very kind of cartoon like it's kind of um... doesn't feel very English no yeah does that make any sense yeah, it feels yeah, like the sort of thing I, I, I could quite easily pick up on a shelf in America is, yeah. is, is it me or is am I, am I making this up or have I heard this doesn't it all come from a big picture that they've got and they just choose little snippets from a big picture oh, really? for each of their beers I'm, I, I don't know well, some sort of and like bay, I said I don't, some sort of Bayou tapestry I caveated, <laughs> I caveated that with I might have made this up um, and maybe that's what I want it to be from but I'm sure there's a that, that it all links together somehow okay well if they haven't they should because it's a really good story yeah 
Seems feasible, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've, we've thoroughly enjoyed that one. Yep. Definitely, yeah. Um, absolutely. Uh, the next beer that, that we're going to be um, moving on to this morning is the beer that's probably going to start the news Sorry, for this us. morning. Did I say this morning? You, you said this morning. You said this morning. The, the listeners <laughs> now think that we drink and record <laughs> no. early in the morning. Some people listen on their way to work in the morning. So for them, that would have been bang on. They still, they still think we've got a problem. Think about it. Good save, good save. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying to drag myself back from that one. So, so the next, <laughs> next beer that we're going to drink this evening um, is, is a beer that's, that, that's very much going to start the news for us this, this week as well. So we're going to uh, move on to Magic Rock Salty Kiss. Um, and this has obviously been in the news this week because this week we heard the news that Magic Rock are now going to be stocking through their beers in MS. Yeah, so what is it? High Wires, uh, High Wire Inhaler. And sort of, and sort of kiss. Kiss. yeah, which I think is is quite um, brave from the point of view of MS to be stocking something like salty kiss. Oh, I'd agree. I was surprised at that one. Inhaler and Highwire, less surprised. But maybe they, maybe MS didn't feel they had enough cannonball to stop <laughs> at train stations. <laughs> or, or maybe they just this was trying to work out which train stations I didn't visit on a, on a <laughs> basis. Um, I, th- I think. But what, what, what do we think about that? I mean, you know, I mean, I it caught me, I wasn't expecting it. So I like, I had heard. I must admit, I'd heard rumblings about Salty Kiss um, appearing in M and S, um, but I didn't really take much notice of it because you, occasionally you pick up these rumours yeah. crop up and you think I don't really see that happening. Why would M and S choose something that's quite a distinctive style that's going to be maybe a challenge for? your everyday yeah. punter um, but um, the, the news came through I think it was a, probably the day after we recorded last week like, yeah. like most Typically. of these things tend to happen um, that um, this was going to happen and it was along with some other beers that are now going to be um, M&S and now stocking some new beers from Ilkley as, as well are going to be appearing in, in, in M&S but um, and, and then obviously the inevitable sort of questions around will Magic Rock's decisions do this and I think because they released a blog didn't they Richard Burhurst did release a blog about the decision yeah to do this and they had some new FB tanks that well, they, right? they have so that's mm-hmm. that, that's the first two news items this week that you, you're lining up for me yeah. so, so the first one's obviously the Salty Kiss which is um, um, Rich Rich Burhurst did say we've made the decision to supply M&S due to their commitment to quality widespread reputation for excellent food and drinks, quality production procurement through real ale and excellent supply chain logistics. So, um, and I think if you go on to read the blog, his reasoning was very much the same as when Northern Monk put the blog out about stocking Morrison's. They chose M&S for a reason because they knew they could meet the demand that, that, that was coming from M&S. And then yes, that was also linked with um, them installing um, more FVs, so more, sh- more shiny stuff. An additional 500 hectolitres is being installed, increasing the capacity to 1200 hectolitres, and, expe- and they expect that to come online in the next six to eight weeks. And that will um, be producing the majority of the beer for Marks and Spencers. That's yeah, I mean, the, the, the blog, the basics of the blog was um, you know, the, the, the free beers they're going to put into MS sort of guarantees everything else that they'll be doing. Yes, it becomes a bit of an underpinning, doesn't it? Hmm. Of everything else they want to do, whether that be the specials, etc. It was the gist of what I got from the blog anyway. It, it was, and they also went on to say that 
things like the the 500 mil tour boys and the the, the more exper- experimental one-offs are, they're still pitching that at the independent market because they still want to get those beers to proper i suppose they, they probably use the term beer lovers but mm. probably knew they meant nerds and geeks and <laughs> people like that like ourselves <laughs> that are going to chase those beers but yeah i mean you know the prospect of walking into any train station and walking into a, a, an M&S and picking up a high wire for your train beer has, has got me positively goosey. I'm glad you're on that side of the table. <laughs> I must admit. So, before mean, we go any further, let's, um, let's yeah. give the salty kiss a go because it's, it's, it's sitting here in our glass. Cheers. So it's mouth puckering best, isn't it? <laughs> it's been a while since I've had yeah. it. Delicious. I do enjoy this bit. Yeah. Well, um, obviously your your co-host, the aforementioned Mark, he is a, he loves this. This was like yeah. He's I mean, he was swapping out when we went to Magic Rock. He was swapping out. He wanted salty kiss. He was giving you cannonball. I, 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 I traded all the salty kiss I had for his cannonball. <laughs> I was more than happy to, to make that trade. Yeah. Um, but just just lingering on this one for a minute, because we, we've spoke to a couple of bottle shops about yeah. this decision, haven't we, as well? So I, I, I spoke to Sean at, at Beer Central about the decision, because Sean, obviously, based in Sheffield, they are quite close to, to where Magic Rock are, and they do stock a lot of Magic Rock core beers as part of their core beer selection. So, so I, I asked Sean if, if this would impact on their decision to, to stop Magic Rock, and he's more than happy for me to quote him, so I'm gonna go word for word on this. Um, so Sean said, yes we will, Magic Rock are a favorite of our customers and we'll stop all three for now. We'd only review that situation if sales of those three slowed to a halt, but that's highly unlikely. Can't really say that M&S or any other supermarkets have much effect on our sales. It's interesting that many people think smaller bottle shops can't compete with big retailers, but in, re- in reality, they can't compete with us. Our size means we're much more flexible and can react to beer availability on a daily basis. Supermarkets are too big and slow to take full advantage of an ever-changing industry. It doesn't suit their model very well. They like predictability with occasional new products. Craft beer is too quick for them. It's too varied. And I, I think that was a great summary yeah in, in in terms of his position being on magic rock store step that they get to, they're still going to stop the beers because they actually don't see mns as being a threat it's interesting i mean we look at the u.s model you know you, if you're over in the u.s you can go into a supermarket you can get something like bells two-hearted or anything something like flying dog or dogfish head do you know you can just get really up to point beers that we'd kill to have over here in our supermarket shelves yet the independent beer shops still exist and are thriving over there so yeah well I, I found that when I went to the States last year I walked into the supermarket and I saw Dogfish Head 120 minute IPA so and I was like supermarket shelf <laughs> well you put it in your basket first of all didn't you and that's <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah and and, and then yeah got excited but we and we also spoke to I spoke to Dan here yeah. at uh, Licorice and he had fairly similar thoughts as as, as uh, Beer Central um, if the sales got hit by if they felt there was a down downturn in it, they would then review the situation. But they feel they're quite key, keenly priced anyway, um, especially versus like an M and S. Um, and they also feel that there's enough other beers coming through that if they did have to lose a couple of Magic Rock core range, there's enough uh, enough beer producers out there who are producing quality stuff that they could put on the shelves. Mm. So yeah, again, it's it's quite good to hear though, isn't it? Mm. That just because M and S are doing it. 
the independents, or at least the two we've spoken to, don't feel an immediate threat by it. Uh, yeah, and I do, I do think that's great because, again, if we bring it back to tonight's theme of social media, this set Twitter alight last week that Magic Rock was suddenly going to be appearing in MS. And if, if you think that certainly the majority of the people that, that I follow are, are very much like minded individuals that enjoy drinking great beer, the, the option to have that beer available in Marks and Spencer is, is brilliant. Yeah. I, I wouldn't probably go to Marks and Spencer for a beer shop for home. I'm more, just as likely to go to Morrison's or Tesco's and pick up whatever great canned beers they've got on offer at the moment. Mm. Just have as fridge beers. I'm not, I'm not going to go out of my way to go to Marks and Spencer. However, if I'm going through a station, I now know I can go to Marks and Spencer and I can get Magic Rock. I wonder if that's a geographical thing as well, because obviously we're quite lucky that we live, you know, London or nearby London, where we actually have this big, massive, expansive choice. Meanwhile, you know, there's some places in Scotland, for example, where you know, big towns, small cities where your pretty much only beer, craft beer option would be the supermarket. And you're now getting this increased choice in the supermarket you wouldn't get otherwise. I remember being about, you know, 19, 20. Only thing you really get would be a punk IPA. And you know, that was your, your craft beer choice. And there wasn't really anything else. And now, you know, I remember going back home at Christmas, looking around the shelves, you know, you've got Fine Ales, you've got Northern Monk, you've got just a whole massive swathe of craft beer that you just couldn't get. And the, the, the supermarkets are the ones actually pushing that forward in these big towns, small cities where you just can't get anything else in any other place because the, the shops don't exist. So. Yeah, I mean, I think we, we touched on it before, haven't we, on a couple of shows, that the supermarkets, especially, like you say, away from the big metropolis areas, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it be London, Leeds, Manchester, Liverpool, wherever it might be, Newcastle, that once you're outside of those, take where you live, Steve, really your option is the supermarket for for choices of good beer. So, you know, I say hats off. If it's working, it's working. And it's nice to know that the independents aren't feeling immediately threatened by it. The the thing is, it comes no surprise to, to people because everyone knows I'm a massive fanboy of Magic Rock. <laughs> but I, I do, I think they've got to be applauded for the time it's taken them to make this decision because actually what they've done is if you look at the way they've done it, they've, they've moved to a new brewery, they've, they've settled into that new brewery, they've, they've, they've bedded into new equipment, new premises, at the same time as opening the tap room to get their core product out to the market, to the local market. They've taken on... Things like supplying beer to Huddersfield Town as, as well, purely for, for their supporters to drink. And now, two, three years down the line after being in the new brewery, now they've taken the decision to start stocking supermarkets. I don't think it's a, it's a decision that Rich and the team would have taken lightly either. And, and, no, I agree. And, and I think, you know... Still the interesting thing for me is the selection of beers that, that they've chosen and still particularly the one we're drinking, Salty Kiss. I, I, it'll be interesting to see if in six months' time it's selling or whether it gets withdrawn and re- yeah. replaced. I, 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 to be honest, I, I was surprised at Inhaler, but that's just because personally I don't think it's definitely not one of my favourites. Right. For them. But it hits that... It's, it's in the sweet spot for the beer, isn't it? It's in the sweet spot for the ABV, 4% session IPA. Yeah. Whereas Highwire's, what, 5, 6 or something? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. not quite so smashable. Yeah. 
So that that was that was the week's big news. There is there, there was some other news this week as well. I'm just going to rattle through this. Um, so there was the announcement that that, that Fullers are, are going to be putting out um, six beers under the Fullers and Friends heading. Uh, this is a new project that uh, has taken place. Um, Fullers have teamed up with Cloudwater, Four Pure, Hard Knot, Marble, uh, Moore, and Thornbridge to to create six collaboration beers. Um, that will be going into Waitrose just in time for Christmas in a, in a, in a little presentation box. Mm-hmm. So the beers that they produced are a dry hop lager with Four Pure, uh, a New Zealand Saison with Marble, a Red Royale with Thornbridge, a New England IPA with Cloudwater, Smoked Porter with Hard Knot, and Homage to Extra Special Bitter with More Beer. Mm-hmm. Each beer has been produced at Fuller's uh, in Chiswick and six members of the brewing team partnered up with each brewer to create the beer, the recipe, and the artwork, and as I say, they'll be available in Waitrose just before Christmas. So, are we excited about this? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that sounds very I'm interesting. Quiet. Yeah. I, I, I want to give them a try. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I quite like the idea of that. Uh, yeah, just a piece just, of the plant with as well. Yeah, yeah, just in time for Christmas. I know I'm getting all my beery for Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the one, <laughs> the one that obviously jumps out there that kind of stands out those is Cloudwater. You know, I think a Fuller's Cloudwater. New England IPA sounds really, really interesting. So yeah, that's well, it def- de- definitely be the departure for for Fuller's, won't it? This is oh, true. Yeah. This is true. Absolutely. But interesting. I, 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 I'm quite interested in the ESB as well. Well, the one the Claire with more. Yeah, to to see because yeah. obviously that's a that's a style that that Fuller's created. So it'll be good to see. And they've clamped with more before, haven't they? Yes. As well. Yeah. So they've already worked together. Um, also this week we had uh, Wild Beer Co um, won the best drinks producer at the BBC Food and Farming Awards so congratulations to Wild Beer Co for that yeah quite, I mean there was uh, a lot of that quite social media wasn't it yeah. yeah well deserved as well yeah um, and then the only other news which is a, it is a, a bit of self-indulgent but um, we released <laughs> the details of the Crimbo Crawl <laughs> this week that is so. big news yeah um, so we're hitting up Sheffield on 2nd of December um, details are up on the website. There'll be a link in the show notes if anybody wants to to, to yeah. go through. And there's no changes. The schedule is fixed. The schedule is okay. Schedule. So just be clear about that. The schedule has been fixed. It's not changing. That is it. It might change on the day, dependent on the amount of beer that's consumed <laughs> as we go from place to place. But that's, to place. That's, that's, that's that's the usual caveat with any pub crawl. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it's it, it's up there, and we're looking forward to to hitting up Sheffield. Yeah. In, well, in, I've, in, I've in never been out drinking in Sheffield. It's a, it's a good it's a good night out. That's, so, well, yeah. we're starting at half ten in the morning. It's a good day out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that should be good. Right, let's get on to the main part of, of, of this week's show then. Opinions, 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 opinions. This week we asked, um, does social media enhance your drinking or ruin the experience? Uh, a low number of votes this week compared to what we've had recently. It's only 223 votes, but overwhelmingly, 86% of people went for enhancing your drinking. Um, only 14% sound ruining the experience. And that was pointed out to us tonight by Miles, who said maybe asking people on social media if social media is, <laughs> is, is going to slightly sway the results. Yeah, turkey's one well for Christmas, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think more interestingly was the, 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 the amount of comments we had on, on this week's um, on, on this week's poll. We had a lot of people that were very, very passionate about 
social media and what it's done yeah. for them. Um, but I'm going to spin things around this week. So rather than do the comments first, I'm going to take our views first because, like I said, that's that's why we've got that, that's why we've got Johnny with us this evening. So, jo- Johnny, from your point of view, you, you, you mentioned that obviously you've previously worked in the industry in social media. Mm-hmm. Um, for you. Is, is social media becoming, I suppose, more and more of a tool to encourage people to embrace fear? I mean, most definitely. I mean, when I was, you know, pondering over the question, I kind of see it from two different lenses. You know, I see it from a consumer lens where I see that, you know, untapped is just a, a great way for me to track my beer, increase my beer knowledge in a lot of ways. You know, look what other people are drinking, see what is trending at the moment, and if you want to put it that way. And as a lot of the comments have said, as a consumer, you know, there's also all the great connections and the great people that you just meet through social media. Like, I mean, yourself, Steve, for example. Um, well, I think we all three of us could probably say around this table. We've yeah. all met. I, I mean, yeah. I met Martin through social media. Yeah. We, exactly, we ended up yeah. at an event together, and you know, one thing to another. And I met you through social media as Indeed. well. So, yeah. so um, and as well as a consumer as well, it kind of gives you the direct conversation with the people who are making your beer which you know can be great you know you can just say to them here's what i really love about your beer and they can come back and give you a like or give you a retweet perfect and you know you get that great sense of pride that you've you've interacted (laughs) up there um and then can i just jump in now i don't i don't want to i don't want to dwell on your past life too much sure but managing a corporate social media account Uh you obviously probably get an equal amount of good stuff sure. as, as well as people just throwing shit at you for the sake of it but once he blocked you it was alright <laughs> do do you just ignore the negative stuff and just focus on the positive or if, if the negative stuff is like genuine negativity uh, yeah where, where was the balance cool yeah and, and as a second kind of view from a corporate point of view that two way thing definitely does come into it I mean you've got probably the best form of advertising you can have because it's a two-way conversation with your customer you know you you say to them here's what we're going to give you and they can then come back and say what with this what with this what with this perfect you get instant feedback there you're getting what kind of people consider a genuine advert you know advertising traditionally is kind of disruptive you know you're watching a tv show and it cuts to a break or you're reading a newspaper and it big adverts sitting there you know with social media you're actually inviting this advertising into your life so perfect for not only a brewery but any business just to go that way in terms of kind of dealing with positive and negative slants again if someone's just genuinely out there trolling and trying to be disruptive is not the word but trying to be a dick yeah <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> You, you're well within your rights to ignore them if they don't have a genuine complaint. Meanwhile, if they've got a genuine complaint, if they come to you and say, look, your beer's oxidised, you go back to them and you say, sorry about that, can you give us a batch number, we'll send it straight away, we'll look at that, and you can resolve their problem, and that can actually be really beneficial for you as a business, and social media is the channel you do that on. I, I'm gonna, sorry, I'm going to interrupt there. I think sure. That's a really good point, because I, I've had experiences on social media where I know that the, and I'm, it's about breweries, I know that the breweries are socially aware of their of how good they are with me, the media, mm-hmm. whether that be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and yet when I've been bounced something back to them privately, mm-hmm. like using DM or something, because I've, I've always wanted to go down that for initial route of well, 
mistakes happen. Which is a correct way of doing it. Yeah, I'll yep. go to you privately first of all. Yep. And nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking if you're active on social media, to just ignore that kind of thing is just completely wrong. Um, and I've had it with, with a couple of breweries, and one of them is a fairly well, is a very well-known brewery. Um, it got resolved in the end, to be fair to them, but it wasn't quick. And I just think that you can't have it both ways. If you're going to do it, and you're quite happy to pounce on the good stuff, retweet it, tweet it, like it, comment on it, then you should do it the other way, especially when it's been done properly. Like a polite DM, mm. little picture, this is what I got, wasn't too happy, and yeah, you shouldn't have to wait weeks. I mean, sure, and I agree with that to an extent. Sometimes it is just down to staffing. You know, there, there's not enough people to man that and they just can't get back in that time scale. Sometimes it has to go through various processes, etc., etc. But I agree, you, you approach that totally the right way, privately, privately first, which is just the best way to do it yeah. because it doesn't put them under the pressure to kind of sort of kind of be seen to respond perfectly. You know, they can get back to you, they can ask you more questions, yeah. they can find out more information about it, and that that's the perfect way of doing things. Um, Kind of when we're looking at that though in the um, kind of negative side of that you do get you you can kind of as a brewery invite more criticism on or as a business for example invite more criticism onto yourself by being on social media if you post something that people disagree with you, you could post a, a print ad in a newspaper the only way people are going to get back to you is on social media about it. I mean, if you post a social post, they've got that right there to go straight back to yeah. you. How many times have you gone on a... How many times have you complained about, you know, a, a TV ad on social media? Probably very rarely. How because, many times? It's, because it's not there. And you forget about it. To, you know, to click onto yeah. yeah. If you see a post that's slightly... Not even wrong, but, you know, badly worded or there's an apostrophe in the wrong place, people are very quick to jump on that. So that's probably one of the negative sides of having a really strong social media presence. Anything from Ryanair at the moment then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're just on complete lockdown. <laughs> so t- turn the social media off then. Yeah, yeah. So, but, I mean, that's a bit focusing on, 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 on the negative. What was, what was, you know, again, not necessarily focusing just on, on your previous life. What's, sure. what was, what's the good, good side of it for you? What's the, the real positive aspect? You mentioned one of them about you can have that direct interaction with the breweries yep. and stuff. What was it that you enjoyed when you were doing it all the time? You can, I mean, as someone doing it kind of corporately, your ideas and your, your posts and the stuff you've created and you're very proud of creating can reach millions of people within seconds. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's, there's no other way you can do that, really, unless you pay millions of pounds to advertise on TV. There's no other way that you can reach that many people in that level of time. So that that's why it's brilliant for me. As well as that, you know, it's also a great way to apart from the kind of cost effective nature of it as we talked about it's a great way to build a community and to build advocacy for a company you know if you the ultimate form i think of advertising is word of mouth for example when we came in here steve i said to you try this try this beer from wylam the swipe right and you went yeah brilliant because you trust me as a recommendation to try it you know if you read that on an advert, for example, you go, okay, I might, yeah, you skip, I, I might give that a go, yeah. because I've recommended it to you, that's how you do it. If you can build that advocacy of people talking about your brand and how much they just love your brand, they'll tell all their friends how much they love your brand, and their friends will go, okay, if he likes it or she likes it, I'll try it. I trust them. Precisely. Yeah. Social media is the best way to build that advocacy. 
and for both company, blog, even kind of community, if you say to someone, or sorry, personally, if you say to someone, you know, I, I really like this band, do you want to come see them? And go, yeah. And then, you know, you get that plus in your personal life, it's got something to go see that band with you. So social media, I think, is the best way to do it at this day and age for a whole spectrum of things. So, so bringing that full circle to, to you then starting the blog, <laughs> did you just decide that you were going to hit all forms of social media or, or, or did you target a, a particular form of social media for mm-hmm. maximum engagement? I mean, there'd be a couple of bits of advice that I would give to kind of companies doing social media. One of which would be pick your battlefields. Um, you don't have to be on every channel. If you're on every channel, you're spreading yourself a lot thinner than you should, unless you you know, have the resource to do that. If you have the resource to do it, by all means, crack on and get your reach out as much as you can. However, kind of tying it back to breweries, probably quite a limited resource and marketing team, unless you're an AV InBev or someone at that level. So you need to pick where your core customer is at. And at this day and age, it's primarily Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, um, it it is. And if you give it a couple of years, you know, you can see Facebook's numbers climbing and climbing and climbing. And it'll be interesting to see where Twitter are in a couple of years from my kind of personal opinion. Because yeah. Yeah. I, I was fully expecting the answer to that question, once you'd said about mm-hmm. not spreading yourself too thin and that sure. kind of thing, was to be saying Twitter. Because mm-hmm. I mean, in my mind, the, the, the beer community mm-hmm. lives on Twitter, but maybe well, that's just the community that we're in Yeah, but I was going to ask you about that, because obviously you've been doing this now for five years. Yeah. The Beer O'Clock show hasn't just got to where it is because of the outstanding quality of the podcast itself. <laughs> It is the, it's the, it's and the, the commu- content and the content it's the, and the facts. Um, it's the community that you built up over that time. Yeah, because that community existed before I joined. That beer o'clock show community was there. There was people who regularly engaged when the show came out yeah. and things like that. So, but you have done that mainly via Twitter, haven't you? It's predominantly with yeah, we're we're, more, we're, we're most active on Twitter um, mm. because, like I say, that's where our little community lives and, and that's where we'll talk to people and we'll get so feedback. Do you, do you think one needs the other? So if you're a podcaster or say blogger as well, but mm-hmm. say it's a, the podcast, would the podcast have got to where it is now without that extra engagement and time and effort that you put into the social media side? Um, yes and no. I, th- I, think, I, think, I think it's got here because we've built a very loyal fan base that in, enjoys what we put out but also at the same time will we'll call us out if they think we're, we, we've gone too far with, with something and I, th- I think that's great to have the sort of listeners that are happy to do that although I do think it's got to a point maybe where it, it's plateaued in terms of the, the number of actual active listeners that engage with us through yeah, of course. So I, I, I would say I've noticed that as well. But I, I definitely think the two have gone hand in hand from yeah. from where I was as from the outside looking in to now being on the inside looking out. <laughs> but that might might be just because purely as a as a podcast, which is still kind of not seen as a. I'm trying choosing my words carefully here. Um, it, it's maybe not as recognised in the UK as the likes of blogs and video reviewers are. I, I just wonder whether we've hit a natural glass ceiling in terms of people that listen and interact with the show through social media 
versus mm -hmm. people that we just chat to about stuff outside of the show. Yeah, that's quite an interesting one because I imagine podcast listening, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, is probably increasing kind of as time goes on. I think it's increasing. I definitely yeah. listen to a lot more than I used to, so much so that the magazine subscriptions that I regularly get are sort of, are sort of building up at the moment. I can't read and listen. No, I can't. I can do well, one or the other. Yeah, maybe if there was music in the background, it's fine. But when I'm actually listening to the spoken word, I can't read the yeah. spoken word. So I, mean, I, I definitely think there's an increase in listening. And there's also an increase in people putting content out. There's, I mean, yeah, there's lots of beer podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I mean, for me as well, I, I spend a lot of time, you know, either commuting or, you know, exercising. And the best way to do that taking taking information is via a podcast you know I, I i love podcasts and i listen to hours and hours of podcasts a week i could listen that, that's just this that's just this <laughs> i mean i i could listen to a four-hour podcast quite happily over certain chunks but i probably couldn't read that amount of information you're Don't probably just no. <laughs> we will do <laughs> no, i mean this is it's an interesting point though isn't it because and like I said, going back to what you just said a couple of minutes ago, I was fully expecting Twitter to be the answer. I was, I, I was quite I, I shocked. Was, I, was, I, was, yeah. I wasn't so much surprised by Instagram because I, I know that Instagram has been growing over the last yeah. few years in terms of people using it. I was more surprised about Facebook because I, I kind of thought a few years back Facebook had a bit of a blip, didn't it? And it had a bit of a decline, but it seems to have got over that and picked itself back up again. Yeah. When you look at it, it's an interesting one. So if you see the kind of way, obviously Facebook owns Instagram, when you see the, the method that they've kind of destroyed Snapchat, I would even argue, you know, um, they offered to buy Snapchat for, I think it was $3 billion a few years ago. Snapchat turned them down and they basically just turned Instagram into Snapchat. You yeah. know, so that's the way it's going. You know, they're the powerhouse and they'll continue to do that. You know, we all probably use Facebook, you know, and I argue a lot more people are using it than are using Twitter. I mean, maybe a couple of years ago, and, and Twitter still has its place. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's got that more kind of worldwide shareability, so to speak, where you're shouting something into the public as opposed to, to a group of friends, unless you're on a kind of forum on Facebook. Um, but I think give it in a couple of years, and Twitter will be a very different platform where it will kind of be more news related and more kind of live events live stuff that's the route they're going down now um, and apart from being Donald Trump's obviously personal so <laughs> presidential decree indeed <laughs> I know that, that, that is interesting though that's that's really that's on my own yes this is why we have guests on for, <laughs> <laughs> for, for actual real life facts yeah. rather, rather than just the normal just us making out bullshit that we um, okay, so while we're just pouring this next beer, let's start getting into some of the comments then, because we did have, like I say, quite a lot of comments from um, people now. Interestingly, somebody actually jumped the gun this week as well. So yeah, <laughs> but a friend of the show, Pete McCary, was, was was bitching about social media before we even put the um, uh, that the poll out of the weekend, and, and this was more about. I think he's just come back from a two week holiday in Scotland, and he's he's been out in the wild without any wireless and. <laughs> He's come back and he was talking about how it's been quite refreshing to have been away from it all and to, to have not got caught up in the latest beer releases. So I just asked him to expand on it a little bit and he said, um, I, I've tuned out, um, i.e. I've started turning a blind eye 
to the new releases on social media. As such, I feel calmer, and my bank balance is slightly healthier <laughs> as, as well, which I thought was a, was a great a, a great comment. That you know, I suppose coming back to from the business point of view, mm-hmm. that's very much a mechanism for businesses to fire. We've got a new beer. We've got a new beer. Sure. Try it. Try it. Try it. And if you can just step away from that for a minute, actually, you can just take a step back and start buying beers and drinking beers that you just want to enjoy again rather than buying them because yeah, there's this kind of pressure to buy them almost. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Social media has definitely increased FOMO. Yeah. There's, there's no yeah. two ways about it. It probably wouldn't exist at the moment without social media. You know, there'd be kind of whisperings of, you know, this, this brewery in America that's made this gorgeous beer, but you, you'd never see it. You know, you'd maybe see it if a friend went to America and yeah. bought a bag for you. Yeah. But now, you know, you can have a podcast about it, you can have tasting notes about it, you can have a picture of it, you can have people drink it on a video within minutes of it being released. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it definitely that's true. That. I mean, uh, we also had another preemptive strike from Paul at UNRCD, didn't he? Yes. He almost ruined our poll. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening, Paul, on a Sunday afternoon, don't ask those killer questions. Yeah, hold, hold back on there <laughs> a little bit. But the, the, the FOMO one was an interesting one, and on that note, um, uh, not unexpectedly at all, Miles got, got involved. So at, Mile, at Miles Lambert, the whole hashtag NOMO FOMO is, is probably driven by the feeling of yearning for the big ticket beer splashed all over social media. Social media does act as a great way for breweries, venues and others, e.g. podcasts, to connect with consumers. Above all else, though, I've made some tremendous friends with social media. So he started off talking about the, the FOMO yeah. thing. And, and then went on to say about making friends and that that, that was very much a theme of people that saying that came out a lot didn't it yeah I've, I've made friends I've met new people through social media yeah. you know through drinking online with people because we've all we've all done that and um, Sparky Wright mentioned that as well I've met loads of great people drinking through social media no complaints from me I think it's a good tool for people that don't live anywhere near the craft centres as, as well which is what we've been discussed yeah. Um, yeah. speaking of drinking yes, yes. so um, <laughs> cheers so we've got the um, this is the 1010 coffee porter from Brew by Numbers which is an imperial oh, coffee porter 10% on the nose athlete. a lot yeah um, brewed for the Uppers and Downers um, Coffee Beer Festival. That, Which they hosted, didn't they? That they hosted it, yeah. Oh, that's it's, all, it's all, all the coffee. coffee. It's a lot yeah. of coffee, yeah, <laughs> as you'd imagine. <laughs> that could be one of the most coffeeest to, to make a new word up, mm. um, beers I've had. Well, the, the note on the bottle does say it was brewed with 10 grams of coffee per litre. So that's that's quite a lot of coffee <laughs> that is, that's, that's gone into to that bit. It's not hiding. It's not at all. But that it's, is there. Uh, it's it's lovely. It's it, I think for me it's taken a little. I, as you know, I'm not a coffee drinker, but I do yeah. love my coffee beers. But this is taken a little while to, to reset. Yeah. At the moment. But but again, talking about social media and beers, this this was for the Uppers and Downs Festival, which was the the Good Beer Hunting Coffee and Beer Festival that, as we say, was hosted at Brew by Numbers a couple of weeks ago. You couldn't escape the fact that that festival had happened on Twitter <laughs> I'm the day more, before, the day of, and the day after. I'm getting more FOMO about events now than the beers. <laughs> oh, yeah, because some of the events just look really interesting, and the places where they're being held. So, when you went to Leeds International last year, you raved about it, both on social media and, and in person. It lived up to it. It was a fantastic place to go. But, you know, the Uppers and Downers Festival... Um, even you know the Beaver Town one you spoke yeah, about earlier. I mean, that was trending UK wide yeah. on Twitter. Um, so 
it's the actual, some of it's the actual events I find out I'm starting to in my head think about which ones would I like to go to next year because the ABV Fest that Wayne and Janice mentioned recently yeah. in their podcast in Belfast but they, the venue it was in at the consecrated church just sounded amazing the, the bar, main bar was on the altar it wasn't like that when I was at church <laughs> so, when, I, when I was an altar sir, there was no bar bit so of manky red so wine while we're on this then how are you feeling about missing Indie Man this weekend um, but well, I'm going to go and see Casino Royale at the Royal Albert Hall. Yeah, I know. I know but <laughs> how are you feeling about? Because I've been twice, I'm not that. I'm not feeling despondent about it, so to speak. I, it's I'm, more events I haven't. I'm getting a little bit mm-hmm. twitchy. But you've been to how many? I've been to three now. But I did say that I felt last year something wasn't right for me last year. So I've almost taken this year as a year off to, to kind of reset my love for it a little bit but at this week in particular beginning to see the activity ramping up on social yeah, media yeah. So, I'm so. now beginning to get a little bit sad that I'm not going I've got to admit I am a little bit sad that I'm <laughs> I not think going. if I hadn't been going to New York next week I would be devastated yeah. I wasn't going so yeah I mean because the weekend it was, just, it was also an inconvenient weekend for me well, they, this they, was a they've kind of moved it forward a week yeah, they, they had to didn't they wasn't yeah. they saying are they actually using the swimming baths for swimming or something? They're putting some water on um, the baths thing, aren't they? No, I think, I think there's an event on the weekend because the baths has been open during the summer. So it's, it's been, mm. an, a, it's been a, um, an active swimming okay. pool during <laughs> the summer. So they've had to drain all the pools again to be able to use it as a, to do other things. Oh, okay. So the friends of the, uh, the baths are getting their, getting their funds together. Yeah, yeah. To start uh, using absolutely, them. yeah. Um, that must be really quite amazing again as a swimming pool. Yeah. I, I, I reckon it must. But again... Based on the, the the building itself, it's probably only good for the summer because I reckon those change rooms are fucking cold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'd be nice. The summer change rooms are just too hot anyway. But no, I mean, um, am I, I'm sure I would. I mean, there was one bit where I saw that um, Andy was going to be pouring his beers up there. Yeah, and I thought, oh, blimey, he's going to be doing Indie Man. That's, I mean, that's some journey that he's been on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's Again, about journey. eighteen months. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so there's probably a few which I'll see up there thinking, oh, if I'd been up there, I could have got hold of that or something. But um, no, at the moment, I'm feeling fine about it because I also did have such a fantastic time at Leeds and also in a month's time, I'm going to the States as well. So yeah. a few things to look forward to. Yeah. And if you are up at Indie Man, do try Elusive because... Oh, Andy's beers are always off the charts. He makes some good beers, yeah. doesn't he? I mean, yeah. we, we enjoyed them at, at Leeds, didn't we? We did. <laughs> yeah. We did, even though he wasn't there serving them. A band no, is missing. Yeah. It's a part of the band. Band. Yeah. Um, Let's try and rattle through some more of these these comments. Um, so Simon Clark at Simon Carbon uh, enhances yes because modern beer geekery is a pretty niche thing. It's good to connect with like-minded folks. Also, Twitter can open direct comms with breweries themselves, with the breweries that are active on it anyway. However, I tweeted a brewery a few days ago about opening times and off sales and never got a reply. Their loss. So we were saying that earlier, yeah. weren't we? About breweries that are active when it suits them but when they they're, they're not they're possibly losing business yeah I'll say that and this is something businesses have to take heed of and realise that this is the way the consumers now want to speak to them as opposed to phoning or how we did it 10 years ago so yeah, yeah. I, I'm far more, far more likely to tweet somebody now and ask them a question rather than actually pick up a phone or yep. send an email even, even sending an email is too much trouble the, the, these days <laughs> well, that's because you have to open an email dear sir madam <laughs> yeah, yeah and you've got to find something to put in the subject line yeah. as well. I mean that's 40 characters already <laughs> you haven't got time for that <laughs> yeah um, so Pete at Pops and Hoops said for me Twitter was definitely a fast track to becoming knowledgeable about modern beer 
uh, what styles and breweries to try, where to buy, etc. What started purely as a source of knowledge for me then became a community type thing, a definite enhancement to my drinking experience. I definitely, I definitely agree with that one, and, and that ties into what Miles and um, Sparky said, because obviously I met Sparky for the first time up at Leeds a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But by the time I met him, I felt like I knew him. Well, I, I say yeah, but I, I don't actually. Well, I, you did meet him. I've got a picture. I, I know, <laughs> but I had to tweet him the next day and say, "Did I meet you last night?" <laughs> I've got the, I've got the photographic. Okay, well, that's that's all right. Then. And so it's fine. So that that has definitely um, helped for me. Is that? By the time you do, especially you know, the people you do then start, what generally you find is that then there's the same chaos that you have in common. Yeah. Yeah. So, so with Sparky, he, he does a lot of uh, running and stuff. Um, Miles, the football. So there's other things. So you may have one thing that brought you all together, like me and you, geeks. Yeah. Not confined to beer though. <laughs> you know, whether that be the sci-fi, Star Wars, whatever it might be. You find other things as well, and yeah. it becomes like any other friendship. Mm-hmm. It's just that the starting point was social media and beer. Yep, and I'd argue as well with the kind of fast track to expert. You know, you get you know titans of the beer industry tweeting just their thoughts and their knowledge, and you wouldn't get it otherwise. No, you'd never see that. So, yep, so we've got um, Ian Sutton at Ian Sutton Twelve um, gave us some positives and negatives, which I thought was was, was great. Actually, focusing on on both sides of it. So the positives were finding out about events, new places to go, new brewers, releases and beers currently on enables good planning. Negatives, psychophantic backslapping by the beery in crowd, hyping everything up. Once you identify them and cut out the crap, all is good. <laughs> so the fact is that he's still reading what we put out and listening to us means we're not there yet. <laughs> Clearly. I'm going to take that as a compliment. Then. He's, he's, yeah, he's not cut us out yet. Yeah. We're still, we're still occupying the comfortable middle ground. It's a, it's, a, it's a valid point, though. Yeah, there is, there is. I mean, you must have seen that. I mean, there is plenty of that that goes on. Um, and I suppose you some, do some have com- to filter it out sometimes. But I suppose so, some yeah. companies have have aimed for that almost to get that sycophantic um, loving and, and again about harking back to your your previous life. Mm-hmm. The whole punk ethos around Brewdog was about people really falling in love with Brewdog as a, I was going to say cult there for a minute but as, as, a, as a brand as a, as, as, a, as, but as the whole thing it was all encompassing it wasn't just about the beers yeah. it's about everything that Brewdog do say put out whatever it might be it's Brewdog and we, we love it and they, I definitely think they courted that or at least once they found that it was going in that direction they definitely made most of it but that, for want of a better phrase, army of equity holders should have been a positive for them to actually have been the people that were advocating what they were doing online. Whereas for me, you know, I've, I'm not going over this, but a lot of what they do just frankly upsets me and makes me be embarrassed to be a, 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 an equity holder. So I'm not sure, you, you know, if, if you've got an army of people that are going to advocate everything that you do, you've got to try and embrace that group somehow and you've got to try and keep them on site, haven't you? Yeah, I'd agree with that, but I definitely think there's probably more punks that are on site than not. Oh, probably. I've just probably muted most of them, (laughs) to to, to be fair. Um, Let's let's just do a few more. So another positives and negatives. Uh, This was from Matt Chinnery, who was on the other week at Half Pipe Gent. Um, For the positives, it's great. Meeting people, sharing thoughts, etc. But for the negatives, it can be a nightmare. Calling people out, sending poor feedback to brewers, things quickly being blown out of perspective, perspective, or Twitter beef, 
thankfully the good outweighs the bad. But it's fairly well, fairly yep. good point. Very well rounded, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that's one of the issues with social media, though, isn't it? Is that you could you could tweet something in the way that you'd say it, and instantly somebody will, will take it in the wrong way, and and then from that point you're in an argument, and, and you can never really get out of it. No. Mm-hmm. No, and that's happened to the best best of people, people who you think are fairly media savvy, have fallen down the same same rabbit hole by making a comment which in their head sounds fine. If you're saying it to someone, you can correct yourself straight away. Yep. Job done, yeah. move on to another subject. Whereas even if you decide to delete it, it's out there. Oh, because somebody's already screenshotted it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's the thing. And that's happened to a, a few big breweries at times. They've put stuff out and realised that they've said something wrong but somebody's already got a screenshot of it yeah. and then that's all over Twitter. Yeah, and, and so the screenshot yeah. gets retweeted. So it happens to the best of us and that's the, I mean, going back to football, football, which I mentioned about Marza, footballers probably do it a little bit less now. I think the managers have sort of got on their case a bit but sometimes don't put out there what you're thinking. I don't think it'll be managers. I imagine a lot of football clubs probably employ social media I was media just about managers. to say, they will yeah. be 100% that's social true. media. Yeah, social media yeah. Because, you know, there was a period of time where footballers were just putting stuff out. I was like, no, shut up. <laughs> stop, stop talking. Yeah. What are you doing? Stop it. So, so last one then. And I just want to finish on this one because I think it kind of sums up what we've been saying. Uh, this is from Joe Hill at Multiplex Rant. Made lots of beer friends, some of whom became actual friends. It's a great way to interact with some breweries too. Yeah. Yep. I, I think that possibly sums up everything Perfect. that we've, yeah. we've, we've, we've been saying. <laughs> um any final thoughts from, from from us on social media, Martin? We've not really explored our views. No, um, this evening. What? I was a bit. I, I always felt I was a bit late to the beer social media scene. Um, the blogging has only been the last couple of years. Podcast in the last year. Untapped was <laughs> five. Is five, is four years in the making. But I, again, I I kept that mainly for my own records as much as anything else. But then once you start sharing and you start getting a few comments back and things like that, you start to take a bit more notice. Um, I enjoy it. Um, I've, I haven't had that many negative experiences and touch wood so far, when I've had someone come back to me, if it's been constructive, happy to engage. But I remember I put one of my posts, I posted to the camera Facebook group and I had a discussion, which, was, which wasn't a bad one. And then, but the ne- the first, the opening line of the next sentence was, "You're you're wrong." <laughs> okay, there's, nowhere, there's nowhere to go without that, that discussion. So I just said, you know, I just said, "Thank you very much for feed- it was really good that you engaged." And I yeah. left it at that because there's nowhere to go when someone does that. Um, but yeah, I, on the whole, it's been positive. I've met some, I've met some fantastic people. I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for social media. In what, whatever, however, I got to this point, I wouldn't be doing it. Um, Social media encouraged me to blog because I read other people's blogs and it gave me a, a, an outlet to share them with a, whoever reads them or doesn't. Um, I enjoy it. I think it's good fun. But as long as people don't take it too seriously. I mean, that happens sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah. It's always going to happen, isn't it? I, I, I sort of take a lot of it with a pinch of salt, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Finishes that quite nicely. <laughs> I, I will just say that, I just, and I, I always say this, oh, I'll finish it there and then I have to say something else. But I do just want to make the point, and this is just to, to, to reiterate this, and it, to, for our listeners, they'll, they'll, they'll probably understand what I'm about to say. 
Um, it's probably the wider Twitter community that I should be saying this to that don't actually listen to the podcast. But obviously, we we use social media to drive the content for the show. We use the polls on a Sunday night, and, and that gives us a feeling for what social media is saying about that particular subject. And then we use all, all, all of that within the show. Um, I just want to make the point that I purposely don't respond to people's comments on the polls on, on a Sunday evening and through Monday because I'd be there all night and, and, and all day. What, what those polls are designed to do is to garner feedback for us for the show is to then bounce our own ideas off of. So. Yeah, I, I think you've made you, you've said that a couple of times before as well. I know, but I just think I need to keep hammering it home, yeah. even though <laughs> with our listeners I'm speaking to the converted. I don't know how many times I have to actually say it on Twitter or, or have to actually just act it out and people should realise by now that I don't respond to, to comments so don't ask me a question about the poll because I'm not going to respond to that question okay I mean I know it's fair enough I mean otherwise we wouldn't be bothering to put a show out on the following Monday <laughs> exactly because you'd have done it all on Twitter that, that's it so, so, so yeah I mean interesting discussion uh, about social media yeah. there I mean, I, I enjoyed me. the fact that most people have got a fairly positive... Yeah, which definitely does help. ...positive yeah. feel about it. You want social media to be a positive place. Yeah. Because it can go either way. It can really negatively spiral or it can positively spiral. So you yeah. want to keep that positive vibe about it. I, I like the fact that it's been positive. I like the fact that although we did have a lot less votes because maybe it wasn't a provocative question, the comments we got, especially from people who we know listen to the show was overwhelmingly positive. Absolutely, yeah. So thanks to, thanks for everyone who provided some quite big comments. As always. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, it's now time to take some uh, some more comments from, from listeners. Let us know. Write it down. Let us know. Write it down. Let us know your thoughts and bitter in lingerness. Write it down. So um, first up this week, and uh, one, one for us to discuss as, as a group, uh, Paul at UNRCD asked his weekly question. He can't help himself, can he? He, he must have a list of these things yeah. that he, he wants to come up with. It's like hurricane names. He's got the next question ready. Yeah. Um, so hashtag opinions conundrum. Would you settle for every beer you have in the future to be a four star on untapped, or would you rather take a random chance? Martin. Random chance. Johnny. Once it becomes four star, it'll four go stars. down. Four stars. Yeah. Constant four star. So, so, same here. I, yeah. I want random beers. I don't want every beer that I drink to be four stars. Occasionally, I want one that's five. Um, but no. Does, yeah. a, does a five exist though? Absolutely. Ooh. It comes in a green. Counter <laughs> <laughs> Very easy for me, for me that one. Um, so that's Paul's question answer this week. And then the other one, and, and I love it when this happens as well. Um, was that obviously last week we featured a beer from Wiper and True that they had sent to us. Um, we we made some comments about it, and it was brilliant that, that Martin from Wiper and True actually took the time to listen to the show and then provided us with some feedback on what we had said as well. So particularly around the conversation that we had around the beer appearing in a 500 ml yeah. bottle rather than 330 ml, um, he wanted to feedback that their Bristol customers will only buy beer in 500ml bottles. They will not buy beer in anything less than three than, than 500ml. So the 330ml that they produce are only for national distribution so and for export. For, for export. Yeah. <laughs> export um, out of the West Country. Most of the beers that they sell are about 75 to 25 in favour of 500ml, which they even they themselves think is quite odd. But he did then go on saying things, it might be a Bristol thing. 
not that I'm pointing any fingers to any parts of the country. No, but that'd be quite interesting to hear anyone, any listeners from the Bristol area, what they think yeah. about that. Is, is that the case? Can you only can you only buy your beer in 500 <laughs> meals if you come from Bristol? Is it a bit like Cannibal and it comes in cans and pints? <laughs> there you go. That's, that's maybe it. <laughs> Who knows? Um, so, so, yeah, um, that... I think we're nearly there. I think we're there. Yeah, this week. What's the final thoughts on this beer? I'm loving it. I'm I'm really. I've got a tune to it now, and it's it's superb. Big, beautiful coffee loveliness. How we describe it? Less than 140 characters. (laughs) It is. It's properly smooth, velvety, and then you just get this huge roasted hit. Yep. That that just washes it all away. Yeah, it clings to the glass nicely as well. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so if you do want to, to get involved in the show, uh, use the hashtag opinions on, on Twitter and we'll find you. Um, ask us a question, provide any feedback about this week uh, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll make sure you get involved in the future show. Um, just to mention again, we are still doing the first birthday giveaway, uh, the amazing hand-drawn image of the show's logo um, from, from Rachel at Look At Brew. Um, you've got up until the 30th of September to DM us the answer to this question, which Martin is now going to ask. What was my favourite beer from Justin Seller? That's all you've got to do is just DM us the answer to that and you will go into the hat, which doesn't have many names in it at the moment, <laughs> but you will go into that hat for a chance of winning that limited edition one-off print. And this is an actual prize, not a prize. This prize. is an actual It's a real prize. prize. <laughs> Post it and would arrive at someone's doormat. Wow. And it's real. Although no one's seen it but me and Rachel. I'm <laughs> and to be fair, I'm, I'm taking him at his word. It does actually <laughs> exist. I have photographic evidence of it. Um, Johnny, where can people find you? You can find me at Beer Frontiers. Um, you can find me at Beer Frontiers on Twitter and Instagram. Brilliant. Well, thank you for joining us tonight and yeah, sharing your wisdom and experience around social media. No problem. Happy um, to be here. I'm, I'm sure our listeners will find that interesting and useful as, as, as well at the same time. Um, what's coming up next week? Um, soon, people are going to be able to see us, aren't they? <laughs> they are. <laughs> That's the um, worrying thing. Yeah, so basically... Um, when we did our, we did a recording, we did a, a crossover with the Craft Beer Channel, didn't we? We did, yeah. Uh, and unfortunately for people, that means part of it is visual. Yeah, so that's, that's actually see what we look like yeah, and how well, uncomfortable we are on camera. Some of us, they, sometimes they can't actually see what we look like, but we'll let you see that yeah. for yourselves. Yeah. Um, and then the, the follow-ups that will be released the night after. So what's that, Wednesday? The, the video should be out on the... Wednesday the 4th of October and the show will be out on, on the Thursday, which is kind of the follow-up um, the video is short and sweet as as beer channel videos yeah, so are. basically we've been editing out of it it's just Johnny I, I, think, so. I, think, I think they've done their best to edit us out of it we've not actually seen the final <laughs> part yet um, so, so, so yeah we do a, a brief thing in the video and then we go into a lot more detail on the podcast yeah. so that, that will be next week's next week's show yeah so look forward to the, that I think yes yes <laughs> that's awesome, guys. that's great brilliant so um, I suppose that's it then yeah. um, raise our glass if anyone's got any okay. there cheers cheers, cheers. I think I'm a big, big loser Then I go to my computer Turn it on and I feel grand All because of Twitter Direct message me Please, please message me Or at least reply to my Twitter Tweet, 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 tweet